Yes. So I think the biggest thing for me, um, speaking of energy, is I don't have to show up to sell. (laughs) Welcome to the Business for Aligned Women podcast. I'm Honey. I'm a coach working primarily with women and specializing in aligned business, personal transformation and embodiment. Each week here, I'll be sharing business strategy, business advice, tips and tools for you to think more deeply, for you to get more self-aligned and for you to start your week in the most conscious and intentional way possible. We have such a juicy episode today. I'm speaking with Anita Dykstra and I am recording this little intro in the rain on a beautiful autumnal dark really rainy day so I apologize if you can hear some beautiful lovely rain on the roof at the moment just know it won't be for the whole episode so uh, just for a couple of minutes but I wanted to start by offering you another recommendation which I love to do at the start of all of my episodes and the, the recommendation is an app this isn't sponsored in any way it's called app block so app with a capital a and then block with a capital b and the little icon is blue and it looks a bit like a transformer face if you grew up in the 90s and you had transformer toys and i am using this app primarily for completely blocking my ability to access instagram for a full week And I haven't set it up yet, but I will be using this app to completely block social media and even podcasts at particular times of day when I want to have optimal focus, because I really have found that even listening to a podcast sometimes while I'm working can really drop my productivity. So I'll be using it for that. And I specifically wanted to take a break from Instagram completely for at least a week and really spend some time thinking about and reassessing how I want to engage with that tool. Now, Anita's amazing wisdom today is going to get you really, really thinking about this personally. For me, I, you know, I don't really have any problem with setting digital boundaries for myself, but what's actually happened and, you know, I think a lot of people really engage and relate to things like Instagram or TikTok and have really negative and toxic experiences. And often I'm kind of like, come on guys, pull your boots up. You can work this out. Don't worry about it. But I have had a really negative experience over the last the last few months but i'm increasingly kind of realizing that it's happening in the last few weeks and what's happening and i I just want to explain it and and talk to you about you know why i would pay 50 dollars a year to have this app so that i didn't have to engage with it anymore and also to show you a bit of back end in business and just to remind you kind of what all the things that go on within a business And what's been happening is that I've had a lot of people reaching out to me to work with me and then leaving me on red and not responding to me, ghosting me, really. And there's, I'm sure there's many, many reasons for that. And I'm really doing the work and and trying to ask for their help in making me understand why that's happened. And if there's something that I do or say, or maybe it's the way that I say things that is making people no longer want to speak with me. But 
I think there's a couple of things going on. I think a lot of people are really used to within the coaching industry that coaches aren't transparent with their prices. So they might reach out to me and not know how much I cost and then find out and realize that I'm they can't afford to work with me, which is fine. Um, I really would appreciate that they just tell me that though. Uh, and also, you know, my, my prices are completely on every page of my website that there is a service. I'm really transparent with that. I find it incredibly toxic that any coaches do that. You can definitely see and access all of those prices. You don't need to go through an application form. You don't need to book in a call. They are all on my website listed. And also, if you send me a DM, there's an option to get an automatic reply, which lists out all the prices of my offerings. So it's really, really transparent. But, you know, this happening with people messaging me, reaching out to me and then leaving me unseen, leaving me unread and ghosting me. Um, it's really hurtful. It's really hurtful and it leaves me feeling just questioning myself. You know, what did I do? What did I say? Have I upset them? Have I upset them somehow in my content? Have, have I shared an opinion that's really made them think something about me? And it sends me into a bit of a spiral because, you know, it's, it's happening frequently. And I think, you know, on one hand, it's great because it's actually a beautiful filter because I do not want to work with anyone who doesn't have basic levels of courtesy and, and basic good manners. OK, so on one hand, I appreciate it. Uh, on the other hand, I just think people have stopped treating each other like human beings. You know, maybe you followed me for a long time. Maybe you listen to the podcast every week. You're really used to hearing me in your ears and getting advice from me and getting that support. But you see me as something to receive from and not something to kind of have an organic exchange with so that, you know, it means that you ghost me and you don't think anything of it. But on the other end of that is a human with feelings and it can be really, really upsetting to constantly have to question, what did I do wrong? Um, and I think it, a lot of that is wrapped up in being autistic and being significantly, constantly um, being taken the wrong way and having the way I am taken out of context, especially within communicating. So I have that, I've decided I need to get that app I need to block I need to take at least seven days break because of how much this is hurting me and this is upsetting me as as a person not even as a business owner as a person who's working within a business so I know a lot of you have real struggles with digital boundaries and being on apps for too long and and spending too much of your time and energy and attention on them so I really think actually $50 a year is worth it for this service. And I really also think that at the end of today's episode, you will also realize mm, I need to redirect and rechannel my energy into things that are more helpful and more beneficial to me. Anita is going to explain a few of those avenues and options and not pour so much of my energy into something which is just not reciprocal. It's not giving back. 
So now that I have opened up my soul and bared my heart to you, let's get into the really juicy, really helpful part of the podcast. So today I'm speaking with Anita. I came across her looking at her Pinterest marketing, but I quickly jumped into one of her boot camps on blogging. So Anita is a full-time travel blogger who's grown her website page views to thousands per month using both Pinterest and SEO. Uh, and SEOs through her blogging service. She runs two successful travel blogs, which have allowed her to travel to over 50 countries while getting paid for it, as well as collaborate with some of the biggest brands featured in big press outlets and even appear in TV shows. She's on a mission to help coaches, course creators, and done-for-you service providers create and grow businesses that lead to more income, impact, and freedom using reliable long-term strategies such as blog, SEO, and Pinterest marketing. And something that you'll realize today and that I hope will inspire you is... Anita speaks a little bit about her energy levels and her kind of desire to be and not be visible a lot of the time and that her tools and her processes and her focus on these more long-term pieces of content is actually allowing her to manage her energy and still show up even when she feels not amazing. Uh, That's such an inspiring and important thing for me. And I know that a lot of my clients have this problem of, I don't feel like it today, so I'll give up and I'll do nothing and I'll then lose two or three weeks in my business rather than what else can I do, which is still going to help me and move me forward, even if it means I'm not video recording my face, you know, so I really hope that you get a lot out of this podcast episode. She is so kind and so lovely and so extremely knowledgeable on this kind of stuff. So please engage with her as well. I will be leaving her handles in the show notes. So jump right into the show notes and follow her from there. Anita, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I would love to start with just getting you to introduce yourself to the audience just a little bit. Yeah, so thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, So my name is Anita. Um, I'm originally from New Zealand, but these days I am based in Albania, which is right next to Greece. Um, Such a beautiful place, by the way, if you haven't visited, definitely check it out. Um, So I have been a blogger for over 10 years. Um, and I started blogging when I was 19 years old, which is kind of crazy to say. Um, my blog started off as a a sort of like lifestyle DIY blog. Um, and then I randomly bought a one-way ticket to London and I decided I want to try something different. And so of course I couldn't do DIY and lifestyle stuff on the road. So I changed my blog to a travel blog. And I started to write about my travels, uh, mostly budget travel, because, you know, at 19 years old, I didn't have a lot of money in the bank. So (laughs) I was giving people, um, you know, tips around budget travel and just guides around, you know, the the travels that I was experiencing at that time. And um, I worked really hard on my blog. I learned all about SEO. Um, and, and, you know, writing better and better and better. And I started to get noticed by different tourism brands and 
um, hotels and hostels and, um, you know, all of these different kind of brands and started to be invited on these all expenses paid trips just for writing about these destinations or hotels or tours even. I mean, that was like my favorite thing is when you're invited on a tour and actually experience that tour and write about it. And it was just, it was such a a dream job, right? Um, And so my blog kind of blew up (laughs) and um, I continued to, to write about it. And then I had kind of dipped my toes into, you know, courses and teaching about blogging and SEO, but I never really took it um, super seriously because I was traveling full time and it was really hard to kind of start another business from there. And so um, when I created a home base for myself in Albania, um, I decided that I wanted to start up my coaching business. And so in 2019, I started my first course um, and started coaching clients, um, particularly bloggers and business owners around how they can use a blog, SEO and Pinterest to actually drive more traffic to their business. So yeah, these days I have two businesses. I have my travel blogging business, but I also do um, coaching and courses. So yeah, it's a little bit about me. Well, I love hearing that, you know, it's been 10 years and you you held on to this thing and you surfed with it and you grew with it and you've kind of committed to it and it's supported you and helped you see all these parts of the world and expanded you in various ways, probably because you kind of stuck with it and committed to it as well. Yeah, definitely. I think um, just like keep going, right? I mean, there's different like ups and downs when it came to to blogging. There was a number of years where I wasn't earning a lot of money, but I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And I knew that I could succeed at it if I just kept going and just got better and better and better. Um, so yeah, I definitely think, you know, just keep going <laughs> and uh, you'll get there. Oh, I just love that. And I, you know, there is a lot of instant gratification out there especially in social media world for business but to have that reminder and to know to be confident enough to know I'm going to be good at this I'm going to make this work it's just it's just delicious (laughs) (laughs) so kind of on kind of getting in that tangent I wanted to ask you, you know, you come across as really confident. I, I, th- I feel like you are really confident, really self-assured, and that means that you're able to really directly and clearly communicate. You know, I've been a part of your free masterclasses and I've seen that you do that, you know. I almost think you communicate so clearly that it probably goes over people's heads a little bit because you're so beautifully direct. Um do you have any tips on how you built that confidence? And you know that when you said, I know that I could be good at this if I just stick with it, where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, first of all, that's a beautiful compliment because I haven't always been super confident. Um, It's actually something that I've been working at probably since I ever started coaching. You know, I remember when I first Um, started coaching and I got on my first coaching call and beforehand like for the I don't know the whole day before um, I would be shaking with fear like I would be so nervous and I think the biggest thing for me 
Um, and one of the kind of the big, I guess, life um, mottos that I go by is feel the fear, but do it anyway. Like you're going to feel fearful of doing things for the first time or um, even the second time or even the third time. And I think just don't think about it so much and just do it. I've always come from that mindset ever since I've been 19 years old and hopped on that plane for the very first time. I was like, I feel so, so nervous and I don't know what this is going to be like. And, you know, I'm by myself and this is totally new, but, you know, I'm just going to take hold of this experience and just feel the fear and do it anyway. So I think when it comes to confidence, um, I think one of the biggest things for me is also getting people, getting in front of people consistently, right? So especially with um, coaching, relationship building is really important. And um, I'm an introvert, funny enough. <laughs> um, and sometimes people are a little bit surprised by that. But, um, you know, when I first started coaching, I was really fearful of getting in front of people. And again, just feeling the fear, doing it anyway, and just consistently showing up. And I felt like, you know, every time I, I showed up, I got in front of new people, that confidence just builds little by little by little. Um, and it's something that I feel like I have, you know, been chipping away at for the last three years. So it's something that I'm still building. But um, yeah, it's such, such a beautiful compliment. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I see that a lot in my clients. And it's actually a really hard thing to communicate as a coach that, you have to get out of your head initially, try the thing, build the momentum and build that self-efficacy and the self-reputation of, oh, I can do this. It's not that hard. It's not that much of a big deal. And every time you do it, you just build that confidence and it's easier and easier. But you have to initially get out of your head about it and, and start getting yourself in front of people, like you said. Yeah, yeah. You just have to do it. Just do it. And you will thank yourself afterwards, you know, just, yeah, just keep going. <laughs> I love it. So in, in that vein, I find in my clients and my community that uh, women business owners, they tend to get really focused and hyper fixated on social media as the only place to market themselves. Um, you know, I asked them about where do you want to market and they just say social media. I've had a lot of clients recently who say have got a social media handle but haven't even registered their business name and then they've gone to register it and realized someone else has got it. So there's this real focus on Instagram specifically rather than realizing that that is one segment of a larger marketing pie um, why do you think we focus in that way and hyperfixate? Mm. Yeah, this is such a great question. So, I mean, I think with social media, I think one of the biggest things is because it's so easy to get started, right? And with social media, you, you're creating an account and right away you're connecting with people or um, you're putting out content and you're getting that instant gratification. You're getting those um, instant likes or instant followers. Um, and it's very easy to connect with people. So I think these days, I think of social media a lot differently, um, even how I thought about it like a year ago. So, you know, with social media, um, in the coaching space, especially it's 
it's seen as you use it to reach people, right? You use use it to reach new people. Whereas these days it's becoming harder and harder and harder to reach those new people. And so these days I've kind of switched my mindset with social media, thinking of it more as like a nurturing place, right? To connect with the people who already follow me or to create those deeper relationships. But I'm not focusing on reaching new people or using it as a traffic driver because for me, I just see, you know, the results on my account. It's just not driving traffic these days, which is fine because I use SEO and blogging and Pinterest for that, right? So I think um, within the coaching world, and I remember when I first um, came into coaching in 2019, and I joined a couple of courses and, you know, group group programs and things like that. And I remember in the coaching space, everyone was talking about Instagram. Like Instagram was like the holy grail of, you know, how you reach people. And there was no one talking about podcasting or SEO or blogging or Pinterest. And it was really interesting to be in these groups as a blogger of over 10 years, right? Because I was like, hey, do you you guys know that you can use a blog or Pinterest to drive in that traffic consistently? And I felt like a little bit of a black sheep, right? (laughs) I was like, it was just such a new kind of concept or people hadn't really thought about it as being a a really great way to reach new people. So I think there's a couple of things within that, right? It's like that instant gratification, but also I think um, Instagram is just so heavily focused in the coaching industry. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate to bring the knowledge of blogging, SEO and Pinterest, because I want people to know the power of it. Um, because I think for so long, people have been kind of ignoring it. So, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, the kind of state of Instagram right now, I, I find it's actually really disempowering. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's actually not giving that power that you're talking about. And then that's feeding into that negative self-talk and self-doubt and lack of confidence. Um, and I, you know, I, all of my clients are totally varied businesses and I've done, uh, business containers with women who have really varied business businesses all over the world, different, you know, races, different religions, everything. Mm -hmm. And what you just said about the Instagram obsession has been true across the board, no matter what. And same as your black sheep who's going, hold up guys, it's not the only all and end all um it's I think it would be really interesting to study maybe it's women closer to our age group that have developed this really strange relationship maybe it's from seeing influencers grow really big it's like oh I could get that instant gratification if I just try one more time I don't know what it is but I think it's it's incredibly interesting to me Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I think, um, and even when I, you know, first came into the coaching space, I got caught up in that Instagram is the only way to market yourself because that's what everyone else was doing. And there was a couple of, couple of months there where I got lost and I actually stopped blogging and I spent so much time on Instagram and then I like had to kind of like coach myself and I'm like, wait, Anita, what are you doing? <laughs> you do not have to do what everyone else is doing. You know how to market yourself using 
these evergreen strategies, keep doing that because that's where you see results. So um, for me, you know, I could spend hours and hours and hours on Instagram um, creating content that lasts a few hours these days, right? Where I could instead spend my time creating a blog post and that might take me one hour, that might take me two hours, but that piece of content is lasting forever and bringing me results for years. So you have to really pick, you know, your your energy, I guess. Where do you want to put your energy? Yeah, it's yeah. being strategic with your energy management. And I know a lot of people, especially if they're, you know, a bit spiritual or anything, they really don't like that word strategic. But I think it's just another way of saying very, very intentional. Right. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you know. So speaking about Pinterest and blogging, why do you specifically love these two tools? Yes. So I think the biggest thing for me, um, speaking of energy, is I don't have to show up to sell. (laughs) So, um, you know, there's some days where I just don't have the energy to show my face on Instagram, or maybe I don't even want to log into Instagram because sometimes it can be a really kind of heavy place. Um, And so, I like to spend my energy on platforms or marketing strategies where I don't necessarily have to show my face, right? Because there's going to be days where I just don't have the energy or maybe I'm having a bad mental health day, right? And I just, I cannot deal with that. So I like blogging and I like Pinterest for that reason, because I can be behind my computer in my pajamas. I can be in my bed, even just writing a blog post or um, creating content for Pinterest. Um, So that's one of the reasons I love Pinterest and blogging. The other reason is because the content lasts forever. (laughs) So, you know, I'm focusing my time on creating content that I know people are going to read or save on Pinterest for years to come. So, um, you know, one of my blog posts I published, I mean, I have many blog posts. I've been blogging for 10 years, right? Uh, But this is just one example. So one blog post that I published in 2016 um, in the last 12 months brought me nearly 30,000 page views. So 30,000, nearly 30,000 people to my website, just one blog post that I spent a few hours writing and putting together has brought me those kind of results for years. And so that's just such a big reason um, and tells me that blogging and SEO and Pinterest uh, work perfectly for me and bring in those people 24-7, even while I'm sleeping or even while I'm on holiday, right? I'm going on holiday at the end of this week and I don't have to worry about showing up and selling because my website and my blog and and Pinterest are bringing in those people for me. So those are just some of the reasons why I really love blogging and Pinterest. Yeah, it's a dream, isn't it? And 
I, you know, a lot of all of my clients are women and it's also a bit of a cycle awareness thing. You know, all of us, if we menstruate, we've got two weeks of the month where we're not feeling 100, 100%, we're not feeling that great. We're probably not even feeling like, you know, we want to put makeup on or we want to get in front of the camera. So it's another strategy of really aligning with what's going on for your energetic yeah. body. You know, if you've got those two weeks and you don't want to be on camera, but maybe you can handle writing a blog. That's going to be much more helpful. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, we all have weeks where we're just like, I'm not feeling it, right? And so, you know, some weeks it's just track pants and a, and a hoodie. And, you know, with blogging and Pinterest, you don't have to show up in front of the camera <laughs> to bring people to your website. So, um, yeah, I think that's just really important, especially as women. You know, we have, um, yeah, like you said, we have those weeks where we just, we don't want to show up. And that's okay. We don't have to. Yeah. And instead of like not showing up and beating yourself up about it, showing up in a way like this is actually going to be more supportive long-term. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think there are any, you know, I had a client session today and I talked about her marketing on Pinterest and she didn't even know that that was at all a thing, that she didn't even know that that was a possibility. Do you think, are there any like myths or little known facts that you want to share or bust for people around Pinterest and blogging 2023? Oh yeah. I feel like there's so many. <laughs> we could do like an entire episode on, on blogging myths and Pinterest myths. Um, but I, so when it comes to blogging, I think the biggest thing is a lot of people think that they can't have a blog because they're not a professional writer or they're not a good writer, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the biggest things that actually stops people from starting a blog. So when I started my blog at 19 years old, I didn't know a thing about professionally writing. I had no idea. Right? Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing is if you can write an email, you can write a blog post. If you can write a social media caption, you can write a blog post. Um, it's kind of like riding a bike at the end of the day. You just need to practice and you'll get the hang of it, right? So I think that's one of like the biggest, um, I guess, myths or roadblocks is you have to be a professional writer. You, you don't. You just have to write as you speak. That's it. Um, and that's like the secret of how I've been a professional blogger for 10 years, right? Um, and then I think another thing when it comes to blogging and SEO is that blogging is dead. That's something that I hear so often, right? Um, you know, I thought that blogging was more of a, a diary or I thought blogging was like an old kind of marketing thing, right? And the thing is, is that if you use Google, you probably read blog posts. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. So, you know, I would I would say that if you use Google, then, you know, you're seeing blog posts all of the time show up on page one of Google. And that tells us that blogging is definitely not dead. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then when it comes to Pinterest, I mean, yeah, I think Pinterest, a lot of people think that it's just a platform where you are saving like wedding inspiration or DIY ideas or food recipes. And of course you can do that on Pinterest. Those categories are huge on the platform. 
but it has grown a lot over the last, you know, four or five years. And there are a lot of businesses who are bringing in traffic passively from Pinterest. People go to Pinterest because they want ideas, they want inspiration, they want to learn how to do something. Um, and so most likely your ideal clients and customers are on Pinterest and you're not on there. So your your content is not showing up in front of them. So you have a really big opportunity to get on the platform, start creating content um, that is shown in front of those ideal clients. And that content takes them to your website where they can learn more about your services and how to work with you. So, you know, with Pinterest, it's not just, um, you know, pinning, you know, beautiful things, although it is some of that. Um, it is a really big platform for business owners. And um, there are some different facts around um, like how much money people spend on Pinterest and things like that. Um, but Pinterest users are really big shoppers. And it's really interesting. So over the past few, well, not even a few months, I think like maybe six months to a year, Pinterest has been putting a lot of energy and time um, into creating Pinterest as more of a shopping platform. And so this tells us that Pinterest users, they're looking to spend money. So it's a really big opportunity to get your courses, get your programs, get your lead magnets, get your blog posts, get your podcast episodes in front of your ideal clients on, on Pinterest. Um, and then one last thing I will say about Pinterest as well, I think you know, one of the biggest myths is that it's a social media platform and it's simply not that. It's a search engine, right? People go to Pinterest and they are going to the search bar and they're typing in keywords. They're typing in, um, maybe it's like business tips or maybe it's like Facebook ad copy, right? They want to learn how to do something. And so SEO is a really big part of Pinterest as well. So I think once you know that Pinterest is not a search engine, then you'll start to use it. Um, uh, not a social media platform, sorry. <laughs> then you start to use it, um, how it's actually supposed to be used. Um, and you can create content that shows up in front of your ideal clients and customers. Mm. Yeah, that's all amazing. And yeah, I even myself sometimes, like I know that it's a search engine and mm -hmm. still every time I forget and I plop it in there with social media, I don't know why. And even I guess YouTube is a search engine too, isn't it? Um, yeah. I exactly. I am a severe Pinterest addict and I have been honestly for about 13 years. So I used to work in a place and I would just be on Pinterest all day. And I was like, I want to get a job where I get paid to be on Pinterest. And then I worked in interior design and I did that for quite a few years, got paid to be on Pinterest. And now I'm, I'm very lazy, my posting on it for myself, but you know, you're inspiring me to get more serious about it. And you're right. You know, something that I found so interesting about Pinterest of late is the ads that I'm seeing mm. are so insanely curated to the kind mm. of stuff that I like. Like you get an odd one every now and then, but like it's it's wild how specific, you know, my particular aesthetic, my particular style, like it's crazy. And I've, I've bought lots of stuff from there. 
Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm always looking for um, inspiration or products um, uh, and how to learn something on Pinterest. So um, yeah, it is a really big platform. I mean, if if you're uncertain that you can use it to grow your business, I would say go on Pinterest today and start searching for content that your ideal clients might like to see and have a look at the content that's already on Pinterest and you will be surprised at how many businesses and um, how many websites are using Pinterest to bring in that traffic um, to make more money. So it's such a big platform. It's grown so much. Um, and it's it's just a great platform to become visible 24-7. Mm. Oh, I love it. Well, uh, to wrap up, to start to wrap up, would you like to chat about any of your offers that are particularly helpful? I think for my audience, it's really about getting started. Mm, yes. So I have a couple of freebies that they can delve into um, if if that suits them. So I do have a Pinterest masterclass that teaches you um, the six steps to making passive profit with Pinterest. Um, I also have a Pinterest roadmap that just kind of um, shows you step by step on how to actually get your business on Pinterest. So if you haven't even created an account yet, that would be a really great start because that shows you exactly how to create your account, how to optimize it, what kind of boards you should create, um, and getting started with content. Um, and then if you want to dive a little bit deeper, I also have my Pinterest course, which is Passive Profit with Pinterest. Um, and it's the the one-on-one of Pinterest marketing in 2023. Mm, yes, that one's on my little manifestation list to-do list there that I would love to do. Thank you so much for your time and your energy today. And I will pop all of the links in the show notes for be able to explore and connect with you and get to know you a little bit better. And thank you just so much for sharing your wisdom. And I really feel like this, you know, even though it's a short conversation, will open the minds and the possibilities and really expand um, what marketing is for a lot of the listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to to spread the word about SEO and blogging and Pinterest. And um, and yeah, I really highly urge you to to start building a blog or get on Pinterest and try it out, right? Be a creative scientist, see how it works for you. And I'm sure that you will be surprised um, and excited about the results that that come in. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today. I hope that this episode has been helpful or inspiring or motivating for you to continue with your week in a really intentional way. I am always here to support you. I have many tools that are available to you right now at the click of a button. And I, of course, also offer trainings and one-to-one coaching if you would like any more information on that please check out my show notes or send me a dm and i also wanted to let you know that if you have been enjoying the podcast please leave a five-star review in order to go into a competition or a draw to win access to my self-alignment workshop. The self-alignment workshop is my signature kind of start here tool that I suggest for absolutely everyone, whether you're a business owner or not. 
it will get you aligned with your values and every single person that takes this and embodies it finds it to be incredibly empowering and confidence building it's valued at 88 australian dollars and i will be giving one of those away for free every month drawing from everyone who leaves a five-star review if you would like to go into that drawer, please make sure you screenshot your review and send it to me, especially if you're overseas, because I don't always see those right away. You can send it to me via DMs and then you'll go into the drawer. Otherwise, please share the podcast with anyone who you think it will help. Uh, get it out. Let's connect with our community and also kind of share this these tools and these ideas that will just make us a more aligned and intentional group of women. Have a beautiful and aligned day.